Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl Rachel Real coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give validation and support to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship. You think you're in one, you're not you're not sure if you're in one or not. I am here to give you support. I've joined the community to raise awareness about this personality disorder. Fortunately, there is a lot of us now in the community with raising awareness and hopefully you guys are those of you who are dealing with the abuse um, from a narcissist that you're getting the help that you need I really really pray that you are and I'm doing my due diligence to make sure I do my part with giving you the support to let you know that you can make it out there is a light at the end of the tunnel Um, I've been where you are before five years ago well actually going on six years ago Um, But I've been out of it over a year now, and I thank God for my healing, and I'm here again to help you heal as well with coming to you with different subjects, topics, things like that, Um, hoping that you will find some kind of value in it and know that you are not crazy. You ain't crazy. And uh, just to put the disclaimer out there, I am Rachel Rill. I am a survivor from being in a narcissistic relationship and I'm also a life coach mediator relationship mediator helping people to navigate through their relationship issues should you stay should you go what does that look like things of that nature it's all about um, just self-awareness everything just pulls back to the individual who's in it and that's you people will only do to us what we allow them to so again I'm here to Just again, raise awareness about that. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, counselor, anything of the like. As I said before, I am a survivor who had to do the work and I'm here to help you do the same. So um, today we're going to talk about why does the narcissist stay married? Why does the narcissist stay married? So Let's dive into it, guys. Um, usually I do my walk-in talks. I My podcast is very informal. It's just important that, you know, you have that voice of reason and that confirmation and that validation that the narcissist will not give you when you're going through trying to figure out what in the hell is it that you're dealing with with a person who you once thought loved you. And unfortunately, you found out that it was all fake you know, and that's the hurtful part. So, um, as we talk about briefly today, why does the narcissist get married? Why do they stay married? I should say. And it was very puzzling. I would say when I was in it, um, you know, you do experience, um, the whole love bomb and the whole love bomb and will have you going for that, that chase, that chase that feels like a high that you're just hopeful that one day you'll get back to the place where you once was. And unfortunately, if you are with a narcissist, that will never happen. It's just not going to happen. And sometimes that's very hard to believe. But if you look at the pattern and you see what they're doing, they're just never going to go back. And it's you have to ask yourself, how many years am I going to endure the confusion, the pain, the hurt, uh, the devaluing, the backstabbing, the lying, the cheating, whatever it is you're going through. You know, some people experience some things, some people experience all of them, but it's just so many toxic things 
that just can rip you apart. And it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're financially well off, mentally well, well off. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff. You're not exempt from being, uh, bamboozled by a narcissist because what they do is, uh, trick you into thinking that there's somebody. So they're good actors and actresses, you know, it's not gender specific. They're going to make you think that they are one thing and all along they're not. And there, don't let anybody make you feel like, oh, well, something was wrong with you. Don't feel embarrassed that, you know, how did I end up with this person? Oh, I'm bad at choosing people in my life. I'm bad at choosing partners. No, no, you're not. No, you are not. It again, when somebody comes into your life and they're doing all of the things that they've studied to do, that they know the average person with a heart who's empathetic, nine times out of 10, is going to believe them. Why wouldn't you? Why, why would you walk around thinking that somebody is going to just fool you, you know? And it's one of those things where once you go through it, then you realize, but if you've never had a reason to keep looking over your shoulder or uh, sleeping with one eye open and all of that kind of stuff, and you never lived your life like that or had those experiences, there's no reason why you're going to kind of spot the narcissist head on. After you've experienced narcissistic abuse, then absolutely you're going to know past there because you're going to realize, like I did, you know, that everybody is not a kind person. Every, You know, stop looking at the glass uh, half full, you know. Or everybody, there's a silver lining with everybody in every situation. Not true, not true with a narcissist. And after you've gone through that experience, it makes you stronger. It makes you more hypervigilant. You will know exactly, you know, what's going on. If something seems too good to be true, it's not. But you're not going to know that unless you've gone through it, you know. So when people try to judge you or anything like that, having you to believe that something was wrong with you or is wrong with you because you, you've allowed this person to be in your life. Don't even worry about it. You know, again, you wouldn't have seen it coming. So, uh, the reason why they stay in my opinion and from my experience is that it's convenient. It is convenient. If you are a good supply, meaning being forgiven and giving them passes and, you know, being codependent and radical acceptance where you just, you've just decided to accept the abuse, you know, you, you have a trauma bond. Um, those are reasons why they will stay with you because it's work for them, you know, to have to go get a new supply. They'd rather have you and the new supply too, whoever they feel they can manipulate. And that's why, again, it's the disorder. It's a personality disorder because, there's, there are people who have that personality where they will sabotage a good thing. And you would think that if things were as bad as they act like they are, meaning when they're devaluing you, they're telling you, you're like everything but a child of God. You're the scum on their feet. You're no good. They don't need you. You would think like, okay, well, why are you here? Leave. But it's too convenient for them. They want to shift the blame on you or do enough to make you leave so that they don't look like the guilty person. They don't look like the bad person. They want to make you look bad. So they will do everything in their power to get you to leave. And it's all manipulation. So don't feel like, oh, um, you know, you got a good thing or there is hope just because a narcissist won't leave you. 
Nine times out of 10, they're waiting for you to kick them out or you to leave them like mine did manipulating, you know, when it was time to file the divorce papers. Of course I did it, you know, but he tried to switch it around. Oh, I told her I would never leave her. She would have to leave me first. Like that was a good thing. You know, it was all manipulation. But originally I was thinking, oh, that's so sweet. Look, he really loved me. Oh, he loves me. Oh, he really wants to make the marriage work. Oh, I got to work a little harder. Man, when I went back, which I did, it was I divorced the man and remarried him. Because again, I did not believe that someone could put on a mask like that. Like, why would you even waste your time trying to fool somebody, trying to be an actor? Like, don't you have better things to do with your time? Not with a narcissist. No, they do not. Their time is spent to manipulate, to devalue, to backstab you, to lie on you, to cheat on you, to do whatever, to triangulate you, to do anything that they can do toxic wise to break you down. And it's so crazy because it's like, why is it that you will not stop? The stronger that they think you are, the harder they will work at trying to tear you down. And that's just crazy. It's ludicrous, but it's so true. It's very, very true. And when you come to grips to really realize that there are there there are evil people who are like that, they do that, you know, and there are people who are very successful financially. They're very charming. They're usually very good looking. They usually have a lot going on for them. They'll do things for you because again, they have to trick you, lure you in to get to isolate you to gain your trust to the point where you trust them so much initially that you will go, you will attack anybody who tries to come their way. They try to make you feel so good, which they're very good at before they devalue you. They do everything to suck you in and they work overtime doing that. That's how they get you. And then once they've isolated you because they've told you that everybody who who you thought ever loved you, hate you, is not your friend, don't mean you no good because they want to isolate you and make you think that they are the only person who loves you, who will ever do anything for you. All of those other people are no good for you. And the next thing you know, once you've kicked everybody else to the curb, if you allow yourself to do that. Instead of looking at it like something's not right. Why is this person trying to make me think that everybody hates me? It's to just, it's just to isolate you. So again, they want to get you in so that they can start to rip you apart. They can pull you to pieces, pull, just shred you in any way that they can. They will not stop. They won't stop. The longer you stay in there, the worse it's going to get. If you leave and come back, it's going to be 10 times worse. You hear this all of the time. It is very, very true. Take it from someone who married the same person twice. And in between even marrying him twice and divorcing him three times, I can't tell you how much we went back and forth. I've never been in a relationship where it was going back and forth, back and forth. I couldn't believe it. It was my second marriage and I just felt like I chose correctly which I thought I did, but all along, this man just mirrored me. I was in love with myself. And I just kept chasing the just that, that initial love bombing phase and process the way he made me feel. And you will never get back to that point. So count your losses or make it a, a, a gain in your life. 
you know, anything that you've lost, you'll get it back. Just move on, you know, go no contact where you do not contact them. If you have children with them, let it be bare minimum, minimal with whatever you're, you're talking about. Make it be about the kids. You cannot trust these people. You cannot trust them because anything that they're doing that appears to be good, you better believe it's only for something that's going to benefit them. It's only for their gain. It's never about the other person. Never. So back to why do they stay in the marriage? Because nine times out of 10, you've made it convenient for them. Like I once did until I decided that I didn't want to anymore. And I knew I was going to leave and they knew I was going to leave. And it's not something that you want to even disclose to them with what you're doing, because they're going to just make, try to make your life more miserable. And if you don't want to deal with that, don't share with them your exit plan. You just make it happen and put things in order and know that these people are very, very evil people. They're very vicious. They don't stop. They don't. You can, you can try to make everything good for them. They will still come after you. It's just the personality that they have. And when you look at personalities, uh, one that's a disorder, it is because they get off on doing things like that to people. They get off on hurting people. You're just an object. You're just a supply that they fuel off of. These are people who have low self-esteem, low confidence. That's why they try to appear so confident. But anybody who tears somebody else down and get off on doing that, they're empty inside. Anybody who's going to lash out and they're mean, they are hurting. They are empty. So they're projecting their their inner feelings onto you. Nobody who's healthy-minded and happy with themselves and confident and secure can even think about hurting somebody else. You're going to be very understanding and empathetic towards other people. You're going to feel what they feel, which is why you don't want to hurt them. But the narcissist wants you to feel what they feel. They want you to feel their pain. So again, you catch more bees with honey than you do vinegar. They know that. That's why they love bomb you and then they devalue you and then they discard you and then they hoover you back in. And that process will go on and on and on as long as you allow them to until you say no more. Even when they discard you, if they discard you, you better believe when that other supply dries up, they're going to come back and try to hoover you in. Now, if you leave them and they see that you're no joke, you're no longer a good supply and it's dried up just like it did with me, they'll leave you alone. Don't be a good supply. That's another episode. Don't be a good supply for a narcissist and they'll leave. You know, sure, you're going to have to deal with the grieving process of the loss of the relationship, which you thought it was, but it was all fake. So you got to take the time, uh, take that time and put it into yourself to find yourself, to get your power back and become self-aware. Take your power back. And don't beat yourself up, but don't give them the credit of stealing your joy, stealing your life or anything like that. Thank God that you survived it and start your healing. You know, you're going to have to let it go because it's not real. If you are in a relationship with a narcissist, it is not real. Anybody who disrespects you, who devalues you, who tries to turn your children against you or talk about your kids, even if it's their own blood kids biological kids, 
you know, if they're talking about them and things like that. Anybody that you see can do all of these evil and toxic things. And you're no matter how good, how nice, how understanding you might be towards them. That is not normal, honey. It's not. And call a thing a thing. You know, you got to accept the fact that what you thought you had, I don't care. I don't care if it's months or years. It's fake. These are self-centered people who don't feel they'll act like they do but they don't have any empathy. They're going to act like they do, but it's only for their gain. If they need something from you, whether it's money, whether it's using you for companionship when they feel like it, or to show you off as eye candy, you better believe anything that they, they act like they need you for is strictly for their gain. And when they don't need it anymore, they're going to kick you to the curb. And even if that means staying with you, because sometimes they may not leave the relationship, but they kind of checked out because you could be living with them. And the next thing you know, you get the silent treatment. They'll treat you exactly, they'll they're treat you like you're not even there. I dealt with that too. Like you literally not there. And I'm like, I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to live with somebody and act like we don't know each other. That ain't happening on my watch. I'll leave first. And whatever that looks like, I will accept the hurt, start the healing process and keep it moving. Because at this age in a game, I'm not trying to live my life with someone who does not reciprocate what I'm doing for them. That's just not going to happen. Whatever you do for someone else, you should expect the same thing back from them. When it comes to respect, love, understanding, real empathy, you know, um, support, whatever you're giving to them, hopefully it's positive stuff and it's not... You know, hopefully you're not a narcissist, but, you know, if you're given those things, that's what you intend to have back. Now, if you're a toxic person and you're given a bunch of negative and you're negative vibes and being physical and verbal, uh, abusive and stuff like that, then obviously you're going to get that back. That's just a toxic situation, situation, which is another episode. But back to um, why does the narcissist stay married? Again, it's out of convenience. It's not because, oh, they love you. That's not true. You know, my situation lasted for five years and uh, we were married for about three and a half years. And he moved fast, you know, to try to, he put that ring on it real fast. He wanted to get married very fast. I'm talking within months and everything was rush, rush, rush. But I realized it was all fake. He wanted to wear the ring real fast. I'm like, wait, who's, who's doing this? You're in your fifties. You know, you want to wear, oh, can I wear my ring? We haven't even gotten married yet. Why are you so hip, hot, so quick to be trying to get the ring? And then, you know, he wanted to get my ring. Oh, I want anybody who knows me and they see you, they can tell by the ring how much I love you. And I just felt like everything was fake, but I was going along with it because it felt good and it sound good. But honey, as soon as I said I do, literally that night, all hell started to break loose. It was crazy. It was crazy. He just switched up, but I kept trying to be hopeful despite all of the different things we went through um, off and on, off and on. I was just trying to hang in there because I thought this person was just a regular person who may have had some issues, you know, and I began to make excuses for the person. I began to just be codependent, you know, and add alcoholism on top of that. I was making all kinds of excuses to try to protect what I thought I had. 
until it really got smeared in my face. I prayed and I prayed for God to show me and that thing got smeared in my face. And once I saw that and I began to do the work with researching and researching and understanding exactly what is narcissism, you know, what do people who have, what do they do? People who have this personality disorder, what are some of the things that they would do? And my husband at the time was He was checking all the boxes. Everything was leading right back up to there. And despite the counseling that I was trying, that I was seeking, nobody spoke about it. You know, and I came across Dr. Romani's page. She's a psychologist online. And I began to listen to her and listen to her. And I began to do more research and listen to some other content creators. And it just all made sense. It really began to make sense. And I began to get very educated and saw the pattern. And yes, everything that they said was what I was experiencing. I couldn't believe it. I literally felt like I'm like, I'm married to someone. I'm married to my enemy. This man has it out for me. He would take up for a stranger before he took up for me. You know, he would defend them when it wasn't even necessary to defend them. Anytime he felt like we were doing well, he would do something or bring up something and make up something to the point where once I started getting getting hip to the toxic behavior, I was like, okay, I'm not arguing with this person. I literally want to see what they're going to do. And he literally would make up stuff and be like, oh, you know what I'm talking about. You know, Like he'll be mad about something. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You, you know what's going on. You know what you did. I'm like, what in the hell is this man talking about? Like literally, they will gas like the F out of you. They really, really will. Don't fall for it, you know, and again, as I close, um, why do narcissists stay married? And again, it's out of convenience and it's all for them. It has nothing to do with them loving you, wanting you or anything. All they want is supply from you. They're still going to treat you terrible. They're still going to do whatever. And it's just going to get worse because if you stay there and accept abuse, they're going to be like that spirit because it's a demonic spirit, in my opinion. It's just going to be like, okay, you want more of this? It's spiritual warfare. You want more of this? Okay, I'm getting ready to give it to you. I'm going to treat you worse. Thanks for staying around so I can continue to treat you worse. What more do you want me to do? You you just stay around. So unfortunately, it's just one of those things where, you know, if you want it to end, you're going to have to be the one to end it and not let them guilt trip you by shift blaming everything your way, telling you you're the cause that the marriage isn't working. They're going to do all of that. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Don't even respond. Use Dr. Romney's technique, deep technique. I say it in a lot of my episodes. Don't defend, don't engage, don't explain, and don't personalize. You know, use that technique because again, this is what they're going to do. You can't expect something from someone that they're not capable of doing. So if you, once, once you understand and you don't have to tell them that they're a narcissist because they're going to manipulate you, they're going to gaslight you, they're going to tell you you're a narcissist, they're going to act like you never even knew about the word. They're going to start saying everything you say. Everything you say that they do, they're going to say that you do it. They're going to tell other people you, you're doing it. They're going to tell the therapist, the counselor, anybody you do. So your best bet, if you go to therapy or counseling, don't say anything. Let the narcissist have their own Uh, vocabulary with how they're going to describe how you so-called cause all of these issues in a relationship. Let them do it. Other than that, I used to say to the one I was with, I was like, are you a mockingbird? Like, why do you repeat everything that I say? It Like I thought some of the shit, I thought it was a joke because I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how old are you? Everything that I would say, I had 
any issues that I had with him, he would say that he had them with me. That's how they're gaslight you. And you know full well, it's not true. I'm like, I don't disrespect you. I don't go behind your back talking behind your back. I don't get intoxicated and get drunk and be around your family members. I don't side with your homeboys. I don't call your homeboys and talk to them. Like they will make some shit up. And the more I talk about it, I get start thinking about that stuff. It's crazy. That's why this podcast is called You Ain't Crazy. Because these are the dumbass things that they'll do. Don't fall for it. And again, they stay in marriages because it's convenient for them. And they don't feel like trying to do a new show for a new supply. They'd rather just have them on the side and have you as the main supply. Or if they made their way into somebody else's life and make them the new supply, they're going to try to hoover you back in to make you a side piece. Don't fall for that. Get away from those kind of people. Anybody who's toxic, get away from them. The most you can do is pray for them and keep it moving. But God ain't make you no doormat and you ain't got to stay in a relationship where somebody treats you like shit. It's not worth it. It's not going to get better if you are with a narcissist. And if you don't know that you are, please do your homework. Read, understand, put the time in, make sure you know you understand exactly what these people will do, what they're capable of doing. And all you got to do is watch the pattern. Are they consistent with all of that toxic behavior that it says a narcissist will do? Is it consistent? And when you know that it is, back again, people will only do to you what you allow them to do. You got to call a thing a thing and go no contact or rovery rock. Whatever that looks like, you know, if you have businesses with them or anything like that, you better figure out a way to dissolve it because it's not going to be good in the end. It just isn't. Anytime something's good happening or if it seems like it's fine, you better believe they are scheming. They are scheming. They are scheming because they are in competition with you. They are in battle with you. The fight that you don't even know is going on. It's going on in their head. Literally. So how do you feel being with somebody and you don't even know how they're thinking? All you know is it's something that they're scheming and it's going to come back. And I knew that. I was like, whenever mine would be like, oh, I love you so much. It was always off and on. The love bomb would go off and then it come back and off and come back. Anytime you thought we were going to break up, then I get the love bombing again. Then I'm hopeful. And then when the shit comes back, it's worse and worse and worse. It just kept getting worse to the point where I kept researching and researching to understand exactly Why are you even here? Why did you even come back? Why do you want this? Why do you want this marriage? You're not doing anything for it. You're sabotaging it. It just gets worse and worse and worse. So I had to stop looking for him to give me an answer knowing he has this mental illness and take control my take control of it of my um, for myself and do what I needed to do and that was divorce. You can shift blame, blame shift. You can do whatever the hell you want. I'm confident now. I know what I know I'm not supposed to be here. I see more for my life. And what you're not going to do is put me in a freaking grave. You are not my God. And I'm out. And I began to do the work. And I left and never looked back since. And that was over a year ago. So if I did it, you can too. So I'm going to wrap this up. And peace and blessings to you. And you got this. Call a thing a thing. Raise your, your, um, just raise your discernment, you know, just have some self-awareness, be accountable for your own actions and change starts with you. You know, when you're tired of being tired, you'll leave. 
whatever that looks like for you, you will leave. Do your work. Find somebody you can trust. You know, if you're having a problem leaving, see a therapist, counselor, or coach. Find somebody that you can talk to that, again, you can trust because all therapists, counselors, and coaches are not the same. You have to find one that you connect with and it makes sense for your situation and they understand you and that they're not gaslighting you because some of those people will gaslight you having you thinking that, you know, what you're, what you're experiencing is not real or back again, you ain't crazy. You know what you're feeling, you know, what's going on. So just because the narcissist stays in a marriage, please do not feel that, oh, they're hopeful. They're going to make it work. Look at the pattern. Look at the pattern. Like I said, mine, he could be fine. Oh, I love you. And I, this and I, that. And that'll go on for about three days. And the other four days is hell again, hell again, to the point where I was so frustrated, crying and all of that. Like, damn, why can't you just do right? Why can't we get along? Why are you always trying to find something wrong? Something to argue about shit that doesn't even make sense. None of it would make sense. None of it. He would make it up. I wouldn't even know what the man was talking about. Well, don't you remember when, you know, what are you talking about? You know, when we first met, you did that. Dude, we weren't even together. Did what? Like they'll have you searching and searching and you'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? And scratching your head like your ass is crazy. They know what they're doing. It's the personality. And if you can look at it like people have a personality where they like to make people laugh, they like to make people feel good, that's a personality. But just as people like to do that, narcissist personality is, which is a personality disorder, they want to see you hurt. They want to see you cry. They want to see you not knowing whether you're coming or going. They want to see that. And then they may try to act like they love you by, oh, let me hug you when they're the cause of your damn tears. And then they'll do the shit all over again. And you're like, if you love me and you want me to, you don't want me to have to go through this. Why would you keep doing this to me? Because it's a personality disorder, guys. That's what it is. So again, I hope this helps. Love you much. Peace and blessings to you. You've got this. Put the work in. You got it. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Your girl, Rachel Rill, is out. Talk to you on the next episode. Bye.